Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Andy Levy, former Fox News and CNN HLN guy and current cable news conscientious objector. I'm a former libertarian who now sits pretty comfortably on the left. Hi, I'm Danielle Moody, former educator and recovering lobbyist. But today, I'm an unapologetic, woke commentator on America's threats to democracy. And I'm producer Jesse Cannon, and I'm here to make sure things don't go too far off the rails. We're here to have fun, smart conversations with some of the most knowledgeable and entertaining people in politics, media, and beyond. Our goal is to try and make sense of our current crazy world, our new abnormal, and hopefully even make you laugh through the tears. Hello, and welcome to another Sunday bonus episode of The New Abnormal. And We thank you so much for being here. Today, we have an extra special guest with Daily Beast reporter and host of Fever Dreams, Will Summer, who you, of course, may know from his latest book, Trust the Plan, The Rise of QAnon and the Conspiracy That Unhinged America. And he's going to talk to us today about the latest craziness with one of MAGA's top figures, Ali Alexander, being found to be an alleged pedophile, along with a whole bunch of other fun stuff from MAGA world. But first, let's have some fun. Do you guys want to listen to some clips? Hell yeah, I do. Clips. Clips. All right. So let's start out with the absolutely stupid, which we kind of always do, but I'm just <laughs> making that novel today. Here's Rod DeSantis, a.k.a. Meatball Rod in South Carolina on his shadow presidential run that he's too scared to announce. And he's going to say woke seven times in 20 seconds. Oh, God. So because the woke represents a war on truth, uh, we have no other recourse but to wage a war on woke. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. That is the worst Churchill ripoff I have ever heard. <laughs> Are you kidding me with that? He Like, he basically took the, we will fight them on the beaches, we will fight mm-hmm. and he turned it into woke? Oh, my God, what a fucking loser. You know that he doesn't know anything about Churchill because Florida's <laughs> curriculum, even before the bans, was shit anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although Churchill was kind of racist, so he probably would appreciate oh. that. <laughs> Solid point, Andy. It just reminded me that Marco Rubio put out some video. He's mad that stuff hasn't gotten to the Fort Lauderdale, like the flood victims. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, but the state didn't elect a governor to get supplies to flood victims it elected a governor to own the libs yeah so so what do you expect like that's not his job yeah you can't float on woke so yeah (laughs) you know woke floats woke floats yeah (laughs) this reminds me of when joe biden ended rudy giuliani's presidential run with saying everything out of his mouth is noun verb and 911 (laughs) right Yes. Everything is just fucking woke. He sounds like my dog Clank when a fucking delivery guy is at the bar just goes woke, 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 woke all fucking day. Like Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Seven times in less than a minute is pretty fucking upset. 
what yeah. fucking third yeah that was wild <laughs> i wonder you, you what do you think his ringtone is maybe it is <laughs> seven wokes in 20 seconds so that's 21 wpm <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, because technically the, the claps were in there too. So, uh, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. What a dunce. <laughs> All right, y'all. I got good news. Even the Republicans have had enough of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Apparently, Chairman Greene, not to be confused, he's missing an E from his <laughs> name, is telling McCarthy he's had enough of her on the Oversight Committee, and my Kevin is considering booting her from the Oversight Committee, according to reports, since yesterday she got banned from speaking further after calling Secretary Mayorko a liar. Let's unfortunately listen to this. Outrage, complete outrage, where China is poisoning America's children, poisoning our teenagers, poisoning our young people. How long are you going to let this go on? Congresswoman, let me assure you that we're not letting it go on. We are fighting this. No, I reclaim my time. You're a liar. You are letting this go on in the numbers. Well, no, obviously. actually, I want you to take the words of the speaker down. So in uh, making a ruling on this, uh, it's pretty clear that the rules state you can't impugn someone's uh, character. Uh, identifying or calling someone a liar is unacceptable in this committee. And I make the ruling that we strike those words. It's, uh, sorry, just a point of order, it's a legitimate question. You're recognized. Our, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Did you move to take the words down or to strike them, Mr. Thompson? Yeah, sorry, I just stepped in. Yeah, take them down. So my understanding is if words are taken down, that means that the the member can no longer speak in whatever the proceeding is that those words were said. Personal inquiry, point of personal inquiry. That's, there's no, no such Stand thing. By just <laughs> so uh, it does terminate the time of the individual who is speaking. So... Uh, the gentlelady is no longer recognized. I feel stupider for having heard that. <laughs> Why is it taking people this long? Why is it taking, not people, why is it taking Republicans this long to become exasperated with her bullshit? She doesn't offer anything. She's like a fucking TikTok meme. Do you know what I mean? Like she, she yeah. literally yeah. offers nothing. Like everything, like everything is outrage and China and guns, like and Jesus. Like that's her. She's like a, she's a walking fucking meme. Look, we'll see what happens. There's talk of her being booted from the committee, I guess. But she seems to think that good old limp gavel Kevin has her back. And I, I would not bet against that. But I do want to, I, I generally hate the, the stickler for rules type stuff, but hearing Dan Goldman say there was no such thing. Yeah, that was very good. I mean, that was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. My favorite line of the whole thing is the gentlewoman is no longer recognized. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want that on a fucking t-shirt. Seriously, seriously. Oh, God. All right. So there is a very big revelation, a lot of great reporting from our colleague, Will Summer, who we'll be talking to uh, this week, that Ali Alexander is an alleged pedophile who was very close to the MAGA movement, very helped organize the January 6th rally. So conservative talk show host at The Blaze, Steve Deese, has some thoughts on this. I, I don't know who Ali Alexander was. I don't never heard his name until yesterday, you know, but I'm not heavily connected into that world. But if you're not a groomer or a home, can anybody can 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 the non groomers and homosexuals at this point on the right raise their hands so we just know how many we have? 
Because, I mean, is everybody just grooming kids and sodomizing each other? Is everybody just doing that? <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> Seems really, really to the point that the ratio's getting a little high that we should be asking questions. There was literally no mincing of words. Like, there was no, like, does he, like, there was no subtlety, like, at all. But was he wrong? <laughs> it pains me to ever say that Steve D said something right. Actually, it was half right, because a lot of the groomers out of these Republicans are not gay. So for him to lump that all in together is obviously a swipe at gay people. And he ain't right about that. Uh, but he is right about there being a lot of closeted gay people on the right. And he is right about there apparently being a lot of people on the right straight or gay, who seem to have an affinity for uh, underage peccadillos, shall we say. I mean, let's just say thou art protests too much. Like every single time that they point a finger, they are pointing in the mirror. <laughs> it is just fucking ridiculous at this point. And the whole Ali Alexander just scandal is just Good fucking God. Wow. I think I keep thinking about uh, my lovely girlfriend, Lauren, sent me this account, uh, newgirlny underscore FL on TikTok, who does a weekly report on who's arrested for pedophilia. And you'll be shocked to hear it's mostly youth pastors and not drag queens at all. And they literally keep a score about who it is each week. And um, yeah, it's kind of looking like it's one party, not the other. But it's mm. the, mm, I wonder which one it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny, we, we found an issue that maybe can't be both sides. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, y'all. I got some big news. When we had neocons who wanted to invade Arab countries, we thought we were in hell. Well, I got some news. We're in MAGA world. It's time to take things to an even crazier place. Tucker Carlson last night previewed a new documentary where it seems he's making the case. It's time to invade Canada. <laughs> We're happy to be here. For more than 100 years, the United States has, as a matter of official policy, opposed dictatorships around the world. But what if tyranny arrived right next door? What would that look like? And what would our government do in response? Would we liberate the people living under authoritarian rule as we have around the world? That is the topic of our upcoming Tucker Carlson Originals documentary, O Canada. Here's a first look at what we found. The cost of freedom is always high, but Americans have always paid it. Some nations may be able to turn a blind eye to atrocities in other countries. The United States of America is different. Fortunately for the oppressed, America's influence is considerable. Oh, mankind. Uh, we, we like to say people kind. Exactly. All right. The police then, then moved in and arrested me. Bye, Daddy. In the entire time that I was in prison. Oh. They shot me point blank. Oh. My mouth, my nose. Like when you described this, I was like, okay, he, he's joking, right? He's being satirical. Mm -mm. No, he's not. I, I don't know what happened to him. I really don't. I think it was the bow ties. <laughs> that does cut off oxygen to the brain. Yeah, I think it was. I think Maybe. they were too tight. Yeah. But Boy. It, I mean, they're attacking. I like 
we're going to have no neighbors left. <laughs> because it's like, they screwed about the, the fake caravan of fucking Mexicans coming up. Then now they don't want you to go north either. Like, they want us to invade Canada. Like, this, they just, what, what was it before... You said they want 13-year-old girls pregnant, the 13-year-old boys with an AR-15 cigarette in their mouth, and ready to go to war with any one of our neighbors at any fucking time. Fox News, they are wild. Like, they don't want a wall. They want a dome. (laughs) They want to just dome America. Like, that should be their campaign slogan. Dome America. I want out. <laughs> I don't want to be locked in. That wasn't that a failed show on NBC? I don't yes. want to well, yeah, be it was a dome. not very good Stephen King novel, The Dome. I mean, and it's just or under the dome. I forget what it was called, but I think that's what they want. They don't want China coming in, so you gotta you gotta block off. I guess the Pacific. They're mad at Canada. They're mad at Mexico. Other than Hungary, I don't think they like Europe very much. So we need a dome. All right, y'all. I'm going to change things up here, big time, bigly even. I know people love bipartisanship, so I'm going to do end on a bipartisan note. Here's Ohio Senator J.D. Vance with a solid point I think we all will agree with. This is maybe the most important lesson of Iraq, is that the people who drive our foreign policy very often don't know what they're doing, but they suffer no consequences when they're wrong. We in this room need to change that. We need to make sure that the people who have made catastrophic mistakes at the very least have to apologize for it before they advocate the next catastrophic mistake for the next generation. How about that? Well, between this and Steve Deese... <laughs> You're feeling a little conservative today? I'm feeling like that old onion headline, the worst person you know made a good point, is doubly true today. Yeah, true. I just I just want to put that under every time Ari Fleischer does a tweet storm ever again. Oh, God. While we're at it, maybe uh, trickle-down economics every time somebody says it works. Catastrophic mistake. <laughs> Like everything that comes out of their mouths. Oh my God. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you have two choices. Or. I prefer. Don't you? That's the sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. 
Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands like Rothy's, Allbirds, Brooklinen, and so much more. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every major e-commerce platform to Shopify. If you're anything like me, you're one of those don't put me in a box people. Everyone who knows me knows I'm a don't put me in a box person. And thankfully, Shopify never will because with Shopify, control of your brand and business is always in your hands from your storefront look to your back office operations. I hate when checking out from an online store and then having to pull out my credit card and type in all those numbers. A Shopify store remembers my shipping address and payment information. So if I'm on the couch and my wallet is on the kitchen counter... I don't even have to get up. Stop leaving sales on the table. Switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash abnormal, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash abnormal, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash abnormal. Folks, I am happy to welcome to the new abnormal Will Summer, who is a reporter at the Daily Beast and host of the podcast Fever Dreams and author of Trust the Plan, the rise of QAnon and the conspiracy that unhinged America. Will, it is like the right has no shortage of scandals right now. And what I think is the most vile of them all is what is happening around Ali Alexander, who was one of the masterminds, if I'm correct, behind the Stop the Steal rally, was one of the masterminds for Trump behind the big lie. And as part of the, I guess, QAnon cabal that they're all in, one of the big other big lies that they are pushing is that the left is filled with groomers and pedophiles. And that's why we need to stop wokeness and stop conversations about LGBT. Q people and equity and all of these things. And as it turns out, Ali Alexander has a whole bunch of skeletons in his closet of the pedophile variety. Talk to me about this. Yeah. So Ali Alexander is one of these sort of ubiquitous MAGA internet and sort of hanging out at Trump events characters. He rolls with people like Roger Stone and Alex Jones, Jacob Wohl, uh, Laura Loomer, these kind of these these people who seem like just internet oddballs, but then they have these actual connections to the Trump campaign and Trump world. But but like you said, I mean, Ali is part of this movement that says, you know, any LGBT person is a, is a groomer or what have you. And yet, in my latest story out with the Daily Beast, I wrote about two people who were were teenagers and two teenage boys who said that Ali had asked them, um, and in one case received from them dick pics Mm-mm. and other sexual content. Um, and so, and Ali sort of issued a vague apology for this. So, point being, he got caught up here. You know, he was in his thirties at this point, so he got caught up. Uh, you know, asking for you know, I hate to speak in legal terms, but I mean child porn, right? Because here's the thing: I don't give a fuck how old. Ali is, what I care about are the young boys who he was propositioning for child porn. There are also other stories that are circulating around him and his office. But one of the things before we get into that, that I find really troubling, because as a part of this entire 
right-wing, hyper-toxic masculinity, anti-LGBTQ is this idea that by virtue of talking about LGBTQ people, by virtue of sending your kids to a drag show that somehow they're going to be indoctrinated. And yet here is this person and and Nick Fuentes, who is a name that this audience knows, who dined with Donald Trump and Kanye West, who is a known white supremacist, apparently knew about Alexander and his pedophilia, but was covering it up. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting situation because these rumors about Ali were around for years and years, you know, how he was towards some of these were legally adults and, and, you know, in at least one case, a teenager who was very clear to Ali that he was 15 years old. And so these rumors had been around for a while. I certainly knew about them for a while and had been trying to report it out. But certainly these far right or alt right leaders like Nick Fuentes, they knew as well. And so in Fuentes's case, I mean, he's got this this white supremacist movement called America First that sort of specifically says, you know, we are a bunch of teenagers and young men. And so he was palling around with Ali. These text messages have come out where Milo Yiannopoulos, who is, of course, a similar character, you know, in this whole mm-hmm. universe, where he was saying, you know, hey, Nick, heads up, Ali's a creep and he's preying on teenage boys as, you know, a year ago or more. And then Nick Puentes keeps, you know, hanging out with this guy, working with him on the Kanye West campaign. This is becoming kind of a larger issue for for Nick Fuentes, for people like Roger Stone, who has come out and said, well, I didn't know about any of this. You know, there's a lot of people implicated in this. So here's the thing. In your piece, you, you get to the part where, I guess, issues some type of apology, where he says that yes. he was, quote, battling with same-sex attraction. Well, he started out by saying, quote, this is too gay. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Neither do I. Yeah, and then moves into the, quote, battling with same-sex attraction. But here's the thing that I want people to understand, and I know people who listen to The New Abnormal are very, very wise. There is a very big difference between being a fucking pedophile and being queer. And here he says... I'm battling with same-sex attraction. No, you are going after young boys, underage boys, influential, like, boys who don't necessarily know any better by a grown man coming at them in this type of way. And so what do you make of this half-assed apology that he issues? And how is it going to land within this kind of this toxic, masculine, anti-gay, but I guess pro-pedophilia space. Well, it's very, very weird. I mean, the thing that's really stressed here, I mean, these messages are like sort of classic groomer stuff. He's saying, okay, you know, I can, you know, depending on what you do for me, maybe I'll connect you with these famous people on the right. The number one rule is secrecy. And like you and I are like, we're a family. Don't talk about me. Mm-mm. You know, this Mm-mm. kind of stuff. I mean, it is really, really creepy stuff. And so it's a very weird situation because, you know, Ali was allied with this America First movement, which, you know, Ali is black and Arab and they are avowedly white supremacists. And and he's very openly gay, or he said bisexual, and they are very homophobic. And yet, I think this was sort of an alliance of convenience. And then the the two guys who have come out and said that they were when they were teens that they were uh, victimized in this way. They are either members of America First or sort of in one case sort of affiliated with it. Rather than disavowing Ali, Nick Fuentes has doubled down and said, you know, well maybe these teenagers shouldn't have been flirting with him. A lot of Nick Fuentes' allies have really gone on the attack against these victims. It is very bizarre to see this obviously 
obviously a reprehensible group of people in many ways, but say, you know, the one thing we are somewhat cool with is this guy soliciting, you know, according to his victim, soliciting child porn. I just want to go on with what he has said here. Yeah, it's <laughs> very weird. In your piece. Quote, I apologize for any inappropriate messages sent over the years. So first off, Will, we're, he's acknowledging here, like, I don't know which offenses you're talking about because there have been so many. So I'm just going to give you a blanket of, quote, over the years. Mm -hmm. Then he goes on to say, when I have flirted or others have flirted with me, I flexed my credentials or dropped corny pickup lines. Other times I've been careless and should have qualified those coming up to me's identities during flirtatious banter at the start. Why does this read as if, oh, he was on some app with somebody who was of age and like, oh, I'm sorry, I got caught up. In nowhere does he acknowledge that these are underage boys. And by the way, I just want folks to re like recognize that in Florida, Rod DeSantis is passing legislation to make this type of supposed abuse against children. You can receive the death penalty for it. This is how adamant the Republican Party is about protecting children. How do they rationalize this? I mean, it really is. And, and, you know, you're making this point here. This was clearly sort of a systemic effort on his part. I mean, this was not like one person he messaged and then said, oh, geez, I didn't realize you were that young. I mean, at one point, one of these guys says, you know, I'm 15. I'm a sophomore in high school. And then Ali says, yeah, why aren't you sending me any jack off material? I mean, it's like really vile stuff. In his case, he's kind of attempted to say, oh, I'm leaving public life for a while, all this stuff. But he had specific things. He'd say, come down and visit me and, uh, you know, lie to your parents. Tell them you're going to a swim meet. I mean, really, really twisted. And, and just to underline, I mean, this is not some random guy who was just tweeting mm -hmm. with a MAGA hashtag. And this is a guy, Donald Trump wanted him to speak at the January 6th rally on the ellipse. And it was only prevented by Katrina Pearson, a Trump aide, who basically said, this guy's too weird. We can't have him associated with us. And then he actually, Ali organized the rally outside of Congress on January 6th that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But can conveniently ended up drawing a lot of people to be right around Congress. And then that's when the riot started. This has been known in conservative circles. You write at least since 2015. This is before or right around the time that Donald Trump is running for president. How does a pedophile like this get access and is rubbing shoulders with some of the most powerful politicians in the Republican Party? I mean, it is very strange the way that so many people on the right appear to have sort of brushed it off and sort of said, well, you know, Ali's value to the Trump movement or to the, the right is too significant. But this is a guy who he sort of rose to some sort of notoriety around 2008. He was a big blog guy. He tried to organize bloggers on the right. And there were a lot of questions about his fundraising. I mean, he's a convicted felon related to, uh, I believe he broke into a car and stole someone's credit card in 2006 or 2007. I mean, it's very kind of shadowy background, but he was very well connected on the right. And I think a lot of these fringe figures saw him as someone who could bring them into a more mainstream Republican audience. I mean, this is a guy, he had connections to Jack Dorsey, the former head of Twitter. I mean, Jack Dorsey would consult him on how to handle conservatives on the app. I mean, he was he was a guy who had a lot of connections. Obviously, he worked for the Kanye West sort of fake presidential campaign for a while. And that's ultimately what sort of led to his downfall because Milo, who had all of these, as you would say, receipts, I guess, on, on Ali, <laughs> Ali basically pushed him out of the campaign. And then Milo said, well, you know, F you, you know, here's all, here's all these victims. So it's a very, a guy who's really well connected. And, and I, I think a lot of people turned a blind eye to his behavior. And the point being that 
these political connections then allowed him to say, well, if you maybe send me some pictures I might like, maybe I'll connect you with these people. So he was really exploiting people according to these messages based on that. You have down in your piece, Aidan Duncan, who was uh, 15 at the time in Colorado, and you say interested in right-wing politics, sent Alexander nude pictures after he was asked for them. And he said this in a podcast interview. I guess my question is, how does somebody that is convicted of a felony, and I know know that I'm going to regret asking this, what is his background that makes him so valuable to this right-wing anti-gay but clearly pro-pedophilia party that he was able to continue until like his rival wanted to bring him down yeah i mean i think this is just sort of a story we see over and over especially in the trump movement i mean this is a guy who really had no credibility besides just his he was willing to be really shameless and i Mm. I think do whatever it took on behalf of his to sort of advance himself and advance the MAGA movement. And so this was sort of a a useful character to have in your back pocket, you know, in the same way that Roger Stone is like a guy who is in many ways, ridiculous character, but can also sort of throw up a lot of garbage or, um, you know, he's the guy who's going to sign the permit on the rally or something like that. Uh, And then, you know, he, he was a useful guy. I mean, you know, I forgot to mention, I mean, he was invited to the white house when Trump was in office for the, the Trump social media summit. So he was sort of recognized as one of the, like the heroes of the Trump internet. And of course, meanwhile, what else was he doing on the internet? Well, now we've come to learn. Your article just reads like (laughs) page six, you know, like it just reads like something that you would be like, oh no, this couldn't possibly have like really happened, right? Like this known pedophile in circles that are referring to their political opponents who are anything but groomers and pedophiles, and yet it seems like the entirety of the Republican Party right now is filled with nothing but groomers and pedophiles. So whether you have Matt Gates, who is trafficking 17-year-old girls across lines, and yes, he wasn't convicted, but it did happen. Whether it's Roy Moore up in Alabama that, again, was just hanging out in front of high schools, and now this dirtbag, it's like... I don't understand it. Like, what do you make of it? Is it just the willingness, like you said, to just do the unthinkable? Just the willingness to just, you have no morals, you have no shame, you have no conviction whatsoever. And that's the attractiveness? Yeah, I mean, the irony or the hypocrisy, whatever you want to call it, I mean, is so, I mean, it's really on the nose. I mean, I feel like so many things over the past few years, like you you couldn't write it in a TV show. It's too obvious. But in this case, I mean, this guy, you know, uh, he's claimed vaguely that some messages are fake. But when I said, well, which ones are fake, he didn't get back to me. So I think we can take the messages as pretty credible. And I think if that's the case, I mean, he's pretty much dead to rights. I mean, he's seen a lot of his allies bailing on him. I mean, it it's just really bizarre to see someone who I, I think was, from what we can tell, was praying so openly on young men and boys, you know, have be able to be successful for so long. Do we think, Will, that aside from the scandal version of this and aside from the fact that it literally makes my stomach turn, is there going to be any prosecution here? Is there, aside from just it being reprehensible, something that not even, you know, would make it into an episode of Shonda Rhimes' latest political drama, is there going to be a legal side 
to what we are learning and what you've uncovered? I think there could be. The 15-year-old has said that he is filing a police report. Um, my understanding is it has been filed uh, in Colorado where, where he lives. It's been a couple years, so I'm not sure how viable that prosecution is. But my sense is that potentially there could be. I mean, I think a lot of this stuff is written down. I think it's pretty clear. And obviously, Ali was interviewed by the January 6th committee. I think it's reasonable to think there was already some FBI interest in interviewing him related to the riot. Who's to say? But I do think a lot of what's described in my article, I think it's pretty reasonable to think, you know, in general terms could be a crime. Here's the thing is that my assumption would be right. People have been (laughs) arrested for having child pornography on their computers. I'm like, whether or not any of his victims were to file charges. I mean, I I think that this is an, an investigation for where he lives of let me confiscate. We th- believe that you have pedophilia material like on your person, in your home, on your laptop. And this could be something that would turn into a legal case. So I hope that you continue to follow this, even though God bless you for doing so. Thank you. <laughs> Because it can't be easy. Well, I mean, really, so many people involved in it, even the people who, you know, it's just sort of that that entire world is, um, it's a lot of uh, sort of reprehensible characters on on all sides. I have a high tolerance for it, so I'm happy to wade in. (laughs) The article that Will wrote is entitled, Stop the Steel Organizer Apologizes After Being Accused of Asking Teen Boys for Dick Pics. It is up now and live at The Daily Beast. Will, thank you so much for making the time to join us on The New Abnormal. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hope you enjoyed checking out this episode of The New Abnormal. We're back every Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend and keep the conversation going. This podcast is a Daily Beast production with production by Jesse Cannon and Seamus Calder. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.